my little cuts on the side to give it away. Hi, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. This is episode 64. My name is Roger Heathers, and with me as always is Declan Kitchener. How are you doing? I, hello, I'm, I'm doing fine. How, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. Um, I don't know if the listeners can hear this, but we're slightly different this week because we're in a different location. I'm labouring the point a little. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how different this sounds for the listeners. Uh, leave a comment and do let us know. Mm. But uh, yeah, we are in Cornwall this week uh you've got a gig down here and i've got a week off so yeah well i had a gig down here it got cancelled boo hiss boo hiss i know so but i get to see my family so and we get to do boo this hiss, podcast. Boo <laughs> <hiss>. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah for anyone who is new to the show what we do on this podcast is we each write a song in the space of a week and at the end of that week we uh sit down together and we play each other these songs for the first time so we're both hearing these songs fresh um, and then we talk about the chords and the lyrics and the inspirations and the struggles of writing a song in seven days. So, um, yeah, let's basically... Expect struggles. <laughs> yes, expect struggles. Um, so I have a song this week. I'm going first. We take it turns who goes first each week. Um, this song, at the time being, is called Untitled Number Six. I love it. It tells me exactly what I need to know. I know, right? All right, okay, I guess I'll just dive in and uh, play you this song. Here we go. As the world becomes a little smaller than it was before I thought I saw you yesterday, but now I see you more There's a light inside that heart of yours which never gets to glow A little light of summer starts to show Midwinter, a little light of summer starts to show as the world becomes a little clearer than it used to be I understand the love between the people that I see There's a meadow in that heart of mine which never got to grow I hope to sow those seeds before I go tomorrow I hope to sow those seeds before I go tomorrow I hope to sow those seeds before I go I will see with clearer eyes than these The lines are gone, the cracks begin to show right through me The lines are gone, the cracks begin to show right through me The lines are gone, the cracks begin to show <laughs> Jacqueline's face made me laugh at the end of that one can I just say, he did warn me at the beginning, like, oh, yeah, this uh, this week's song isn't going to be that good. This You don't expect a lot. And he's just done, like, a million weird chord shapes at the end there, just as if it was nothing. Just like, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the chord shapes uh, were a secondary thing for me this week. Essentially what happened is I... I uh, went to a gig in London. I went to go and see Wise Blood. Um, for anyone who looks at our um, weekly listening on the SoundCloud page, Wise Blood's been in pretty heavy rotation for me, especially the past few weeks. Yeah, two Wise Blood things in last week, didn't you? Yeah, I, I always like to do this where you like listen to a few albums by the artist before you go and see them to really get the best experience. Uh, I, if anything, I tend to do the opposite. I tend to sort of starve myself with the artist so that when I'm actually there uh, listening to them, it's just like. <gasps> Yeah, I know what you mean, actually. I've done that before, but... Um, I haven't heard this tune in ages! I tend to, like, try and really get into, like, 
to get some of those songs. But anyway, so I've been listening to Wiseblood. Went up to Wiseblood for a, went up to London to see Wiseblood. Was there for a couple of days, and while I was there, um, I saw a friend, and uh, she recommended a few Beach Boys albums to me. And so on the coach ride back, I was listening to loads of Beach Boys, and so I just kind of had that. Uh, on my mind and like the way Brian Wilson especially writes chords and that sort of thing um, So I got back in the car and I wasn't like trying to write a song or anything But I didn't have any music on in the in the car driving home I had like half an hour drive to get home and um, I just had this melody come in my head and I was just as the world lyrics too, as the world becomes a little smaller than it was before um, which made me think of um Correct me if I'm wrong if how you say this, but whenever like we go somewhere new that you haven't been before, you go, oh, I'm filling in a bit more of my map. I'm connecting up my world map, yeah. Yeah, so like bits of the world you haven't seen before. And to to me, I was thinking like, oh, it kind of makes the world feel a bit smaller because now you know more of the terrain. And, you know, so I guess that kind of came from traveling. Um, but then I was doing this thing and I just turned on my phone and just kind of like recorded, oh, you know, uh, once the world becomes a little smaller than it was before. That's a good first lyric, that'll do. And then I just kept, kept on singing. <laughs> I just have this image of you just being on a coach rack and just not being able to stop singing. <laughs> just like, all the way down. Luckily for the passengers on the coach, this wasn't on the coach, this was on the drive in my car. <laughs> but that would have been really awkward. Um, I just think that's really funny though Just like uh, you get pulled over or something Excuse me sir, can I help you? As the world becomes a little smaller Sorry, I can't stop singing What's the charges against me? Officer Crimes to music Oh, oh, <laughs> new um, uh, So Oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I just kind of like Had this whole melody I'll put in a little clip Because just is kind of There's a comedy element to me Just go In my car And uh, anyway, so I, I had this full melody come out, and I was like, okay, well, that's the song. It's a short song, but I, th I thought to myself, when I have a free bit of time, I'll sit down, and it ended up being Saturday and Sunday that I did this, so right at the end of the writing week. And, um,. I sat down and just kind of like worked out what the chords would be. Um, and one of the parts that was really hard to write chords to was um, uh, the bit where it goes, A little light of summer starts to show Midwinter, a little start of summer starts to show Now the, the kind of 4-5-1 element of that, A little start of summer starts to show I was quite easy to like kind of figure out what that would be. And then I had this other melody, Midwinter, a little start of summer starts to show Midwinter, I was like, those chords are going to be hard to do. Which ended up being, um, the song is in C major. Um, I'm in standard tuning this week. Thank you, Declan. Um, <laughs> and um, so I'm playing in C, and then that bit particularly, um, I'll go for the second time this happens because it, it has the most interesting chord stuff in it. Is this where I was, like, reacting, essentially? Yes, yeah, exactly. This is where Declan's face was, you know, reacting. Um, so... Can I just point out, he's written, like, a really complicated song and he's already written next week's song. Like, I, I've, I've never been so close to killing you on that. I on told it. you, I'm in a good mood. When I'm in a good mood, I'm, I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, th this part here, I'll just play it. I'll play it really slowly and then I'll say what the chords are just so that people can 
hear it. Okay. Um, I hope to see those seeds before I go tomorrow. I hope to see those seeds before I go tomorrow. Hope to see those seeds before I go. And then you resolve to the C. Now, what's going on here? I'm going F to the G to the C. A sharp, A, A7. D minor to the G to the E major. G sharp diminished. <laughs> C sharp diminished. A7, D minor, G, C. And that is as hard to think for me as it is for anybody else. Um, so those are those chords. That's not what most people would go for. <laughs> Thanks. In the best possible way, that is not what most people would go for. Well, I... Yeah, I, but I mean, as I said, that was only a result of me trying to, like, write down what the chords seem to be underneath the melody. Because there's no real other chords that once you have, um... It's a very jazz melody, so, like, there's not... You can't really go... begin to midwinter. It doesn't really work. You have to kind of midwinter to kind of like it's that thing I love that Disney songs do a lot, which you know a lot more Disney songs than I do, where it's like a kind of chord per word sort of thing. Yeah, which I think is a cool thing. Um, so it's more you get more of a transitional or frantic energy depending on how you use that, which is cool. Yeah, I I I, I thought so, um, and then so that's kind of like the way I came up with the song, and then. Um, it's getting close to the time when I do what's called winter tape, which is every Boxing Day I put out an album of um, odds and ends, but I'm going to try and do something a bit more um, uh, well thought out this year, and this is going to be the intro to the album, and wh uh -huh. the way it's going to be is um, a cappella with me and a few of my singing friends um, uh, singing the, har the harmony, sort of like Beach Boy style, and um, with, with a little organ in the background. Um, and it's it's inspired, um, probably a bit too heavily, to be completely honest. Um, it's inspired by the first song on the Beach Boys album, Friends, which is called Meant For You, which is one of my all-time favourite songs. And I think it's an amazing opener to the album. As I sit and close my eyes, there's peace in my mind. And I'm hoping that you'll find it too. And these feelings in my heart... I know are meant for you. Meant for you. It's a good one, that. Yeah. And, um, I mean, even like the first lyric. And this is why I don't like the podcast sometimes, because I've got to re reveal my little influences. Um, so, as the world becomes a little smaller than it was before, is very similar to As I sit and close my eyes, there's peace in my heart, uh, which is meant for you by the Beach Boys. Um, so, anyway, I want to do like an a cappella opener. I've always wanted to do like a big a cappella Queen or Beach Boys style harmony opener to an album. I think it's so ear catching when people do that. So. Well, you, you can do it. You are a fantastic singer, and I look forward to hearing that version. Thanks. Just like, um, did you say you're going to be doing this with a lot of your singing friends? Yeah, I'm going to try and get as many 
you know, harmonies on there as I can. Basically. Tell you what would be really cool is if you have like people who have different timbres of voices, you get a different style, like you could have the rock harmony things from, I don't know, like Joe or something. Yeah. You could have like Disney-esque harmonies somewhere else or just like old choir vocals or like uh, mm. just uh, as many competing choir signatures as you can. That would be really cool though, wouldn't it? Like, I mean, it'd be impossible to organise, but... Oh, yeah. And also impossible to mix, too. Especially because I do it kind of remote, remotely where I send off something to Joe, for example, and then send it off to George and then whoever else. And and then I've got to mix together their different ideas. Having, like, different styles as well would just be a real pain to mix, but worth it, I imagine. Um, so, yeah. Um, I kind of uh, touched on the fact that, you know, the world becomes a little smaller, being a reference to travelling. Um and, you know, seeing friends who don't live near me, kind of like, you know, you have a lot in common with people who live far away sometimes. We've talked about this in the podcast before where mm. not all of our friends live in the same county. In fact, none of our friends live in the same county. Yeah. Uh, as, as we're, we're scattered all across the southwest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was that but kind one of... day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose it's just kind of like, I think I said this to you because when I came back from London, I had a connection in... Bristol, where you live. Yeah. And then my my connecting coach was late, so I, I had like three hours in Bristol. I was like, hey, I wonder if Declan's around. And we were, and I was working. <laughs> you were working, exactly. So I kind of wandered around Bristol. And then we met up for a little bit before I got my, my coach. And we were talking about like songwriting, as we often do. And I was saying, I'm really glad that now I've gone and done this in London... Um, it always kind of like fuels you up for lyrics, you know, because doing something different kind of gets you out of a lyrical rut, you know. Mm. And um, so this kind of came from that. It's just like a song, like, now I've travelled and done a little something. Um, I have something to write about and I feel like you've grown that little bit extra, you know, than, than you had before. So that's kind of what the lyrics are basically about. And, uh, yeah, so that's all I can think to say unless you've got anything you can think to say um no that's a really lovely song i do love one bit i think it's quite late in the verse where like um you're in c for most of it and it's something ends up playing oh yeah so what that is is that c going down to b flat which is a flat seven major version of the chord um then four five f and g and then uh, sharp fifth, mm. which, you know, just a lovely thing to hang on, which is the A flat there, which then, because it shares a couple of bits with, because well, it shares the C, mm. but it's got E flat and uh, G sharp. They sort of resolve quite nicely because they go in opposite directions. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I, I like that section because it's like the song slows down. It's the most, like, m- uh, show tune section of the song I've, I found. Never gets to show. Oh, yeah, I forgot <laughs> to do the. It hits on an E there. All right, uh, Tony Iommi. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, um, I kind of like that section too. But again, it's one of those things where the tune all came at once, which I can't really take credit for. And then I just found out what chords fit underneath it, pretty much. It's been the point where you come back next week. It turns out I stole that from. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to a Beach Boys album, and lo and behold, there it is. <laughs> Wouldn't that suck if, like, you wrote a song one week and then it's like, it's literally 
a carbon copy of something else. I've done that once or twice by accident. <laughs> hey, well, at least I owned what I kind of took inspiration <laughs> from. But um, yeah, some of those Beach Boys songs. Um, Our Prayer is another one from Smile. Um, you know, just these fantastic um, a cappella songs, which I really aspire to, you know. Um, so do I, but I'm never getting there. I've come <laughs> to terms with this. <laughs> I said in the low flight. But I've got to say it more cleverly for I used to have a voice like an angel. Now I don't. That's why some people just want to watch the world. Bam. Dressed up as a bat. <laughs> <laughs> you spend your nights dressed, dressed up, up as, as a bat, bat Master Wayne. All day. And all of the night. Oh, this um, is untransmittable. Um. That is not going to make sense to anyone. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, that's that's my part of the podcast where I talk about my song. <laughs> um, I want to hear yours. Okay. May I? May I hear yours, oh. Mr. Declan? If you must. So I'm just checking. It's nothing earth-shatteringly shatteringly important. Cool. Um, okay. Words are a bit weird for my one this week. It's called My Waterproof Doesn't Have a Hood. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's so fucking stupid. Um, And it it goes like this. When the season ends, nobody knows except the fact we're all getting more. Hiding underneath a shelter, still gets into my shoes. Draining up my denim jeans from when they got caught in the stream. And there's nothing better I can do.
It's the, can I just say, it's the most badass heavy metal song about keeping dry on a cozy, <laughs> wet, wet day. <laughs> Dancing in between uh, <laughs> That's great, just, I love it. The words are sort of entirely separate, kind of like, um, I had the song mostly written, but except for the words throughout most of the week, and I was struggling to get the words were. Um... Basically, I had to cut my writing a day short this week because I had to travel down to Cornwall on the Sunday uh, and I was planning to do something with some mates in Exeter. Uh, so uh, on Saturday evening, I got home from work and I'd had a message from a major packaging and uh, online shop retail distributor kind of thing who who, who we won't name, uh, but we all know it's Amazon. Uh, so, <laughs> They sent me a message saying, like, uh, oh, okay, you weren't in, but we delivered this uh, parcel, which had something a bit expensive in it, uh, to uh, a neighbour, this neighbour, with, you know, someone called Gemma. Uh, So just before I went in from work, I just knocked on their door. Turns out there's no one there called Gemma who lives there and uh, no package or anything. So I just spent... um, like basically half an hour walking up and down this street uh, in the pouring rain, like uh, knocking on every door to see if, you know, if every permutation of the mistake that I could think of, like, oh, where the hell have they put the damn thing? Yeah, it can't have gone that far. Yeah. What happened? Uh, well, I sent off an email to customer services saying, like, look, you've put the wrong information here. Uh, no one on the street has seen it. And I'm soaking wet. Boo hiss, boo hiss. Uh, Twenty minutes later, someone knocks at the door and the courier hands me my parcel. Oh no! So you've just been walking around in the rain? Well, no. If I was just walking around in the rain, yeah. But it's just kind of the thing. Like you, you said it was there, and it wasn't. But that's why the words are about what they are. Just right. Because like, it's like last-minute writing. Like before, I was like had to pack up everything for the evening. I just thought. Right, well, this is on my mind. Here we go. <laughs> so it's kind of like you needed something and you had this experience. And during the experience, were you thinking, this is fodder for, you know, No, podcast. I'm thinking, where the hell is my parcel? <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, this is one of the last things that happened to you before you could stop, b- b- before, before your deadline. The deadline yeah. yeah. Ideally, I'd love to have, like, done a second draft of the words and, like, you know, actually get something a bit more suited to the tone of the music. Oh, right. But, um, you know, that's the thing about writing in a week. You don't necessarily have time. Mm. Yeah, no, completely. I can relate with my song this week. Um, so the music came first. Yep. Um, it's really weird, and I like that. <laughs> um, I love the fact that a lot of it's based around, you know, a chordal thing, and then every now and then you'll just become Arabic. <laughs> and I, I think that's great. Um, well, basically what it was is I had a rough idea on my phone for, like, some sort of riff, and I'm going to play this wrong, but it was some sort of... So that's just like playing around. If you play an E shape, if you play a bar called G, mm-hmm. what I'm just doing is like going semitonal above and below the proper notes of that and just... Mm. It was some sort of like nice rhythm to that, but um, obviously that's not it, but... Um, uh, 
I've actually got it on my phone. We could probably put a clip in. It's just going to take two seconds. <laughs> but I didn't think of it any more than that. And then I was just like idly strumming through the cowboy chords. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I do like quite like doing cowboy chord songs and then putting one thing in that utterly confuses people, which is quite fun. Yeah. Uh, so it ends up, it's almost a little bit that first thing. It's a wee bit like the opening to 39. Yeah, I can see the, the similarity. But uh, yeah, that's opening is G, C, in the Wonder Woman version, which we shan't talk about again. Um, a, up to D7. Mm-hmm. And then uh, C with the root note uh, lowering a semitone each time. Mm. Then C to D to B to, I think this is, uh, this is F sharp diminished with C on the bass. Nice. Uh, because I like to be contrary. Um, then G, uh, D over A, B. C, G. So that's the cowboy chord section of that. Quite mo- fast moving though. Like you were saying, you know, about my song, it moves, you know, through these chords rapidly. Your verses are pretty much like that too. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 moving on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like that gets repeated every time. That's kind of the most sort of tradition. That's kind of the bit that I feel is most suited to the tone of the words, like a. Like mm-hmm. you could imagine, like someone being like quite comfy, like with a big sweater, playing that badly. Mm. You know, just <laughs> on a warm winter's evening or something. Well, when I first heard the song, and I, you know, knew the the title and I heard the first lyrics to the verse, I was like, oh, I, I kind of get this. You know, warm sunny day. Oh, sorry, warm. You know, rainy day indoors, and you finally got indoors. And then you played that little lick, and I was like, oh, it's really subversive. Um, that's the only time anything I do is going to be called subversive. Uh, but yeah, that's the. It's just. Again, that uh, bar called G, and you're just uh, semitone up and releasing to the proper note each time. So, uh, four, five, four, five, four, five, five, four, six, uh, five on the E, the B, the G, and the D. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like I like the idea of like returning to the every now and then, and then just like it goes off, but each time it goes off more and more. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it starts off just being like... But then it ends up being like... And then, like, developing that. So that one was a root note G up to part of the bar chord and then just shuffling that up and down. Um, Mm. A semitone. Uh, Just punctuated by the... And then... For the last time through, it's just... And then sort of the same thing, but down the D chord. I did like that part, especially. I thought that was cool. Thank you. Um, I haven't actually tried how this sounds on an electric guitar yet. I'm going to have to give that a go at some point. Yeah. Uh, what was the next weird bit? Um, oh, yeah, just a... 
just like E flat to D, A flat to G mm. kind of thing. But just that's the most obviously this is a rock band kind of thing. Like uh, yeah, <laughs> you know this is getting further and further away from you know the person in the big comfy sweater playing the chords badly. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it'd be a very weird rock band if that was the case. Um, and then that just gets developed at the end, so you just end up, rather than playing the power chords, you end up playing the octaves more heavily and then uh, just putting the passing notes between. That's, it's a great riff. I mean, again, you know, like I often say with your songs, one that would sound great with a band, you know, nice drummer. It's 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 a, it's a weird because it half really wants a band and half just wants to be left alone as acoustic. I think. Uh, you know how I imagine it in a way. If 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 it was, I was producing it, is <clears throat> have the bits that are comfy in the sweater be just like a guy with a cowboy chord guitar, and then like the bits that those uh, when it comes in and kicks in weirdly would be a full. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, we're just like a full band coming. It reminds me of this. Get shouted away. <laughs> The only other bit is, um, there's a bit in there where it goes... Which I kind of, I wanted to sort of return to home base, but I thought that would get a bit repetitive. Mm. Uh, so I just ended up doing the first bit. And then sort of subverting that by doing the semitone up to proper note version of the bottom half of a C. So it's 3-2 on the D, 4-3... Uh, on the A and four three two on the E. It's great. I mean, we often talk about non-diatonic chords, but Declan's used a whole whole smorgasbord of non-diatonic notes in this song, which creates a really weird, sometimes like unsettling feeling. Um, yeah, it's it's a pity it wasn't written about anything better than being wet. <laughs> Well, you know, um, I, I think it's cool that you wrote from an experience that you had. Of, of wondering where my stuff was. Yeah. Outside. In the rain. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, if I did anything with it, I don't know if I'd, like, include the lyrics with it. Like you might change the lyrics completely? Yeah. What would you write about, do you think, if you were to just completely redo the lyrics? See, I don't know, because I don't think about what I'm going to write before I write it most yeah, of the neither. time. Like, it's more just what feels right, and that's kind of the thing that felt closest to being right within the time. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it it really does work. I think it's just the fact that you have the such contrasting parts. Now, if you were to, like, talk about the rain in, in the uh, cowboy chords part, and then something else you know, like, uh, darker in the metally parts, then it, I don't think it would feel a bit too forced. I think the way you've done it here really works. Um, I suppose the only other way to, like, change up the lyrics would be if you were to completely rewrite them and make them all dark, but then the dark parts would sound weird and the cowboy But it's not part. necessarily about sounding dark. It's about, like, uh, writing something more in tone with the music than, mm. uh, than basically a rainstorm. Yeah, I suppose that's what I mean. Maybe not dark, but... Darker, darker than, you know, a rainstorm. Maybe it could be a rainstorm that kills people. That's our title. <laughs> a rainstorm that kills people. 
smooth. My favourite type of rainstorm. <laughs> yeah. People die in our rainstorms. <laughs> um, but that's about all I really have to say on that one. Um, yeah. Thank you for the music. Sorry for the words. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's a really cool song. Um, I really like what you did with uh, changing up um, what you would normally do with a song like this, you know, throwing in parts and experimenting with different feels. I think it's really cool. Well, it's kind of one of the things that I was kind of trying to avoid a little bit, which I've been trying to avoid in the past few weeks, is um, the verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus structure that a lot of my songs tend to have. Yeah. Because it's, it's nice and all, and, uh-huh. you know, most songs are written that way for a reason. Mm. But I just wanted to sort of try and, like, get out of the habit, mm. you know, once. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to, to go over your boundaries sometimes and try something different. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like when I did all my failed attempts at writing in week two before I came out with the final song. It's just um, that was trying to break out of it as well, like we can debate whether that's more or less successful than what ended up being done today, but, you know, it, it's it's there. The point is that you wrote a song and you experimented and did something different, you know? You've grown as a writer and all that all that good jazz, you know? Okay. okay. Let's move <laughs> Take on. the compliment. Let's move on. That's really good. Um, we actually have um, another listener song now, so we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after a dugger. Okay, so we've actually had an email in uh, from Simone, Simone Rochelle, who uh, uh, goes to a few of the open mics that we've been to down here and is a singer-songwriter and is very good at what she does. Second time emailer, too. Second time emailer, yes, of course, I completely forgot. So what did she say, Dick? Uh Well, she says, Hi, here is my song, In the Ocean, attached, about my song. This song for me, when I wrote this, was about facing a heavy weight of emotion on myself due to something happening at the time. The chorus lyric... Uh, the chorus lyric, I'll drown in the ocean, was a metaphor to describe the sadness I was feeling. Thanks, Declan and Roger. Simone. I will say that uh, her writing actually comes off as much friendlier than the voice I gave it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in the ocean. I think we're going to be playing that one now, aren't we? Awesome, let's have a listen. And you were never there And you And I dream. 
Okay, that was In the Ocean by Simone Rochelle. Very powerful voice. Very powerful voice. One of those voices where, like, you listen to it and you envy the singer, you know? Like, that, that could have a voice. Fantastic. Now you know how I feel, like, sitting next to you every week. Hey, I'm Pat, you with my pitch. Um, she's, she's really consistent and, um, you know, really strong voice, really strong vibrato. And, um, yeah, a really nice song. And obviously a song that kind of came from, like she said in her email, like a difficult time emotionally. And... Um, was mm. able to express that through the song, which I think is, is really cool. Yeah, it's quite nice ambiguity in the chords there as well, which is nice in some cases. Definitely, yeah. Um, all kind of based around, it sounds like, uh, one minor chord, you know, kind of being the root. And whenever it comes back to that, it has a, has a real emotional gravity to it. Something oh. around there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and again, about her voice, like, she's got quite a sort of like a deep, um, resonant voice, especially for a female singer. When she goes down to that minor chord, like, it, you know, it has like a really lovely um, feel to it. Um, yeah. yeah just... we've, when we've been to open mics with her and everything, the room does start to shake slightly when you like, you hit that path of it. It's just like, okay, hold on to the tables, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Like a real, like, sort of back and forth with the vibrato, you know. And, um, you know, just. Uh, thank you, Simone. Like a really cool song. Really glad you sent it in. And um, please send more. Yeah, please send more. Absolutely. I'm sending you next song. I think she's got a single coming out. I think early next year or something like that. Uh, I, I think you know more about that than I do. Well, um, she's on uh, all the streaming services and everything. So um, I'll leave a link in the description. And uh, thank you, Simone. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, if you like what you heard, you want to let us know, or you've got a song you'd like to send in or, I don't know, you want to send us the legal documentation about the songs that we've ripped off and you want to take us to court, why not email us at the weekly song po- at weeklysongpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, why not leave us also a like and a comment on SoundCloud or a five-star review on iTunes or a one-star review or a three-star review. I don't like even numbers. Uh, where can they find you, Roger? <clears throat> they can find me uh, at rogerheathers.com, which links to my band camp. I've got a new album out at the moment, which... The last episode was about, um, it's called Grim. It's very good. Eight-track album, it features a few of the weekly songs here, and, um... They're very good. And all the rest of my albums that I've made. Um, They're also very good. I'm also particularly on Inst... I'm also particularly active on Instagram, and, uh, that's at Roger Heathers. Um, I'm gonna start leaving that in the description of the SoundCloud, so if you want to follow me, just, just do feel free i have no strong opinions one way or the other <laughs> where can they find you declan uh you can find me on soundcloud just search declan kitchener i'm pretty much the only one uh there is a link in uh the weekly song podcasts following uh like section but yeah that's about the only place you can find me mm-hmm. uh yeah so see you next week when we're not in cornwall <gasps> <gasps> we'll be back to our normal um surroundings and uh yes thank you for listening and we'll see you next week why does it have to have a name why can't it just be (laughs) we had an email because that's what we've had an email radio 2f segments yeah but they don't name them after jimmy savile all right gary glitter then whatever you want (laughs) oh i'll accept pete townsend and that's about it (laughs) <laughs> His can, career's can, not been destroyed yet. Can, can I just okay? Here we go. Okay, and we're back. Um, we have a new segment now. It's uh, the Pete Townsend email hour. Declan, over to you. I was, I was joking. I don't. I, can we just? Can we just? Say oh, something? fine. Let's just do, do it the old-fashioned way. The Pete Townsend email hour. Oh dear. We struck gold with that, and you're just throwing it away. But this is an outtake at the end. No one will ever know. Maybe. All right, cool.
You say black, I say white. You say black, I say wake. You say shark, I say bite. I say hit me. I said Jaws was never my scene and I don't, don't like, like Star, Star Wars. Wars. He did. I'm uh, glad he did. Yeah, he really... Apparently his favourite character was C-3PO. I thought his favourite character was Jar Jar Binks. Freddy's. Just, you're going to die. I'm going to wrap my hands no, around No, no, he, he died. Unfortunately, rest in peace. So I just thought his favourite character was um, Jar Jar. Ow! <laughs> I should stop doing this, I never learn. <laughs> Definitely just took off his hand. <laughs> it's like Action Man, just... <laughs> 